And we're live. Welcome to the Savage Bloggers Network Hangout on Air. I'm Christian Serrano. And I am Ron Blessing. We are joined at uh, by uh, Denver Loyalty, or I should say Royalty. <laughs> They're also loyalty. <laughs> we're joined, loyal. joined by some royalty. Yeah, that's it. From the Denver area, and they're not from the cast of Dynasty. Uh, these are really cool dudes. We've got uh, <laughs> we've got Chris, the Savage Mommy Fox. Hello. And we've got Christopher, the Savage Bull Landauer. Nice, yeah. Fuck with the bull, get the horns, right? That's, That's right. Yeah, you know, keep this PG or whatever. <laughs> no, explicit tag just got put on it. Way to go, Chris. Well done. So awesome. This is, uh, yeah, the, there's people tagging this right now live <laughs> in in Google. That's right. Explicit. Yeah. But it's all good. If, if, if you let your small children anywhere near me, I, I you know, there's a waiver. Note to there. self. <laughs> <laughs> when in Denver, do not bring children to. Yeah. So the awesome. reason these guys are so important to Denver is that they run a an organization that is near and dear to my heart, the Rocky Mountain Savages. Um, Chris is uh, one of the original founders, and Christopher. This is so weird because there's Chris, Christopher, and Christian on this show. I feel like yeah, I should change my name in some way. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll have to figure this one out as uh, but, as the show goes on. But the point is, these guys are the uh, the engine behind the Rocky Mountain Savages. Uh, they uh, first thing I want to do is say congratulations, guys, for running a hundred plus Savage Worlds sessions at Genghis Khan in Denver this year. That is amaze balls, absolutely insane. How did you guys pull that off? Honestly, we've, uh, we've been great- getting there over the years. I mean, we've been close. It's been ninety games, so we figured. This is the year to finally push it over 100, make it, you know, put put our stamp on on running the most games anywhere, more than Gen Con, you know, so. And we've had great GMs. If we didn't have the core of GMs we have and we didn't have new GMs coming in, we could never do this. So I want to say thank you to everybody who comes and runs games for us because, obviously, you know, you say it over and over, if we didn't have those GMs, we wouldn't be running anything. So uh, we've got a great core of, of, of folks who come and run games for us. You know, and when I was there as an active member, the, the big thing is we did, a, we did a few things that I know you guys are still doing today that attracted people to the group. One was we put on innovative events. We had Savage Saturday Night, which was obviously a thing back east. Um, and uh, we... I don't even remember who came up with the idea of doing a Savage Saturday night, but it was at a breakfast in uh, uh, at one of the cons. And by the next con, we had that going. Um, we quickly, I remember, got up to like 14 tables, uh, which at the yep. time was a huge yeah. deal. Uh, Chris and I ran a uh, 2GM game with uh, 12 players on purpose, not like Sean Fannin style where people just show up and start playing this game. Right. Well, Come on in, guys. Deliberately, we deliberately co-jammed a uh, uh, the twelve to midnight uh, uh, weekend warriors game, which went off amazingly. Nice. That was a lot uh, of fun. Yeah. But but what else have you done recently? Other than that, you've just been kind of growing on that, right? Well, a couple of things. Like I think one thing we do is we advocate for our GMs with the convention staff. So we want to see our GMs get compensated for the games they run. The, uh, we've got a pretty innovative thing now with the, with the, the new administration where um, we can actually raise money through our games. 
So beyond like the GMs when they get their their game, you know, their badge feedback as they run up to like 12 hours of content, um, now they can get like a per player um, reimbursement, like up to a dollar, two dollars per player, and that goes back to the organizers. So we can do stuff like buy prizes for Saturday, Saturday night. We can you know afford to run a website um, where we can you know mass mail people, keep keep forums up, so you know we're um, you know, we're current with each other. Um, you know, when, we, when I started in the group, we were on um, Yahoo, a Yahoo group, and Yahoo totally deprecated that platform, and uh, it was becoming unusable. So we decided to go through a, you know, our own uh, our own forums. Um, we pre-collect games, so we are like an intermediary between the con and our GMs, where we'll organize the games, uh, load balance if we need to. Um, correct spelling, make sure everything's right. And since we have all the information on what our GMs have submitted, we can also then double check with the convention on like, hey, you blew this guy's games, or hey, this guy needs to change his games. So it's kind of a, a point of contact, that, that kind of a role I fill, that helps. Um, a convention doesn't have to deal with 60 of our GMs. They can deal with Fox and I, and then we'll deal with our GMs. And we just bring them all of our games in a basket. Like here, here, guys. Here's 85 games. Here's 90 games. Here's 100 games. Um, and so we, we make their job easier as the convention runners, and we make our GM's jobs easier um, by you know by making sure the policies are right, by making sure they get compensated, all that kind of stuff. So nice, nice, very nice, very cool. Well, another thing I remember we used to do is we would encourage our GM's to have extra characters. And we were always volunteering to take players that like were gameless, and that helped to give us really good cred with the RPG coordinators. <laughs> yeah, we still yeah, and we still do that. I mean, uh, for quite cool. some time we've had uh, what they've called the annex because we basically grew out of the hotel that we're in. The conventions got to the point where we didn't have room for everything, and so the hotel had a a. a building kind of offside a little bit just across the parking lot called the annex right and basically savage worlds we took over an entire floor of the annex and you know this past convention there were some other games up there with us and so you know even if they weren't savage worlds people you know if we were up there on our floor, we were try- we were finding games for people. You know, come try Savage Worlds. Are you looking for mm-hmm. your a Pathfinder table? We're going to help you guys get a game. And so, you know, we try to make sure we're not this little click who, okay, we're not going to help the Pathfinder folks. We're not going to help the D&D folks. No, we're all role players. And we're all there so that the people coming to that convention have a good time. And so we're going to go out of our way as a club to make that happen for folks. Very nice. Very yeah, nice. and Savage Worlds kind of lends itself more than most other systems to be able for us to be that. I mean, when you've got a player who's new or who's kind of systemless, they're not just coming for one system. You know, we when we're running seven or eight or ten, or in the case of a Savage Saturday Night, you know, seventeen to twenty tables. When you get a player who's like, "Hey, I got generics. What can I play?" You can give them an option of four or five games, and you know, versus. You know, hey, there's just this one game, and it's it's a it's a living game for you know another system, and if you don't have a character, you're kind of out of it. Right. You know, we we never turn away players; we never had to, um, which is great. I'm glad we've been, always been able to have enough GMs, um, even when um, you know some tight spots. Like I know, like like Mark Gacy once, there was a, like two other GMs from another system didn't show, and there were like nine players, and Mark's like, I'll run, so he dropped the I game. He that. was in. 
ran a game, and the guy, I mean, he has his, like, mobile GM kit. It's like, boom, here's three, four maps, grab a mini, grab a character, let's play. Um, so we've got awesome GMs like that, and I think that the spirit of, I don't know, camaraderie, we do it right. Savage Worlds kind of a fun system. I don't, I don't think Savage Worlds attracts um, crappy players. Um, they would either degree that some other systems that kind of reward munchkin play um, do. So I think that's kind of our, to our benefit. I mean, we're, we're not dealing with a crappy hand. I mean, Savage Worlds kind of gives us a yeah. good hand. It's not like well, Sav- Savage Worlds has a power curve where people are trying to you know grab as much power in character. You know, as they where's my, see, where's you know. my XP, man? What's my right. XP? Where's that magic item? Where's my plus five sword of, you know... Right. We have to get this entire module done because if we don't, not only do we not get our XP, we don't get our, our right. magic items. Right. right. I think a big part of it is that Savage Worlds players and GMs skew older. So I think we're more likely to have a little bit of preparation um, done as far as, you know, you know, Mark's mobile GM setup. And I've never gone to a con without an extra game in my pocket. Um, you know, just something I could run off the cuff if I need to. And um, I, I think that's true for a lot of Savage GMs. So something I want to I want to touch on. I'm probably going to make Ron blush a little bit here too while oh, while God. talking about this. Don't do this. You mentioned in episode three. Oh, you're coming in really really grainy. I might need yeah. to uh, drop off for a few minutes. But you mentioned that it was the games, the thing that, and Ron, Ron and Veronica in particular, that um, that inspired you to create the Rocky Mountain Savages. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Like, what what motivated to go from, you know, this podcast to creating this this group? That all went out of his head, by the way, as soon as he met me. Like when I moved to Denver, <laughs> right? He was like, "What was I thinking?" You must yeah, steal so, your idols. Yeah. yeah. So you know, the the whole thing started really. It did start with me. You know, I'd listened to the games of thing. I listened to Fear the Boot, and both of those podcasts were talking about Savage Worlds, uh, games of thing more so. Um, sometimes not enough because Ron would get you know emails from me. Uh, you know, I, I do the contact email saying, okay, well you've had two episodes and nothing about Savage Worlds. What's going on? <laughs> and uh, so you know, getting hearing about Savage Worlds, I was in the midst of running uh, the Age of Worms in three five, and was just listening to it, and they started talking about this ten dollar rule book and everything you could do with Savage Worlds. So that piqued my interest, went out, bought the rule book, and this was the Explorer's Edition. Uh, read over the rule book, and my next session that I had uh, with this group, and this is a group, I, I call them the boys because I've been running for them since some of them were in fourth and fifth grade, and now they're all in college. And... Uh, you know, I'm running, running games, running games, and then I w- went in and I said, "Hey, we're going to change systems," and told them we're going to play, try this new thing called Savage Worlds. Played it for a while, and then started looking at the conventions. And the conventions didn't have any Savage Worlds games running. Maybe one, maybe two. Uh, met Neil Hyde. Started talking to Neil Hyde about it because he had run one of the games of Savage Wars I was actually able to play. And we started throwing around this idea of what can we do to get more Savage Worlds games at the conventions and came up with this idea of the Rocky Mountain Savages, and it just blew up from there. I think one or two conventions after that, you know, I talked to the management of the convention and said, hey, we need to have Shane as a guest, you know, he's he's the guy who wrote Savage Worlds, and they jumped on that, 
And I think since that convention, all but maybe one convention since, and we've had a Savage Worlds guest nice. at one of our conventions. Very cool. That's really cool, and, man. So wow. yeah, that's that's really the story of, of how uh, of why I started it. I wanted to play more Savage Worlds, and then I ended up running a lot of Savage Worlds. So physician, heal thyself. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So Ron and Veronica move up to Denver, and somehow you guys get brought into Smiling Jack's Bar and Grill. So talk talk a little bit about that and that experience. Now, I don't mean somehow to employ. Well, like, I don't know why what he was thinking. Yeah, so Ron, I I'd say, Ron, how did that happen? <laughs> I'm trying to remember. So, so I had decided that we were going to resurrect Smiley Jack's Bar and Grill, or not resurrect it, but um, it had pod faded a little bit, and I wanted to bring it back, but I wanted to change the format to make, believe it or not, I wanted to make my life easier. Um, and I didn't want to have to do all the crazy scheduling and editing that is involved with bringing in a guest and right. having all these separate segments that I was doing. Because up you until listen that to the point, first couple had, episodes of, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was you, Veronica, uh, Sean And Fannin, Sean Patrick Fannin, and, 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 then and had Norm. Norm do uh, reviews. And it, it was a lot of work to put all these segments together, and I wanted right. to, to not do that so much. And I think I arrived in Denver literally like the second convention that the Rocky Mountain Savages were running games. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, because they had just bought the banner after the yeah. the previous convention. After the first convention, yeah. And I immediately joined that group because it, I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> and so um, I got the idea of why don't we sit around the table and just kind of BS about Savage Worlds. And um, I added the, uh, the restaurant soundtrack in the background and... We literally sat around my. That's right. <laughs> sat around uh, my dining room table, just BSing about, um, you know, uh, Savage Worlds. And one thing I did was I put out an open invite for one or two local savages to come sit down with us. And Chris, a smart man that he is, wanted to <laughs> really promote Rocky Mountain Savages. Yeah, and made sure he was there every friggin' month. Yeah, I seem to make. I seem to just keep coming back and coming back. And and he has a lot of great things to say. Uh, we had some really Chris, funny moments. Chris is like VD. You just can't get rid of him. I mean, you can put a cream on it for a while, but yeah. he comes back. That's yeah, not we right. Parted. That's just we, not right. <laughs> we replaced. Uh, we replaced Sean Fannin with Justin Suzuki, and then invited you know uh, one to three local savages to hop on with us and we just picked a topic and went at it and um justin and i had great chemistry and uh, in the basement yeah 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 man we it, it actually a meth lab in the basement is less volatile than justin and i can be on the mic <laughs> that's uh, all awesome. together but <laughs> but we did that that's how we got into it and chris was awesome at it and when Veronica and I had made the decision to step away, um, I couldn't think, uh, I, you know, Justin was an obvious choice. He was an official co-host. And my recommendation to Justin, and we kind of agreed on it right away, was to, you know, 
And I think Chris, you, I asked you to be permanent before I left. Yeah, it was a few a few episodes before. There you was left. a few episodes Maybe where few I asked more. you to be permanent, and I hadn't told you at the time, but I had been thinking of of walking away, and I wanted to bring somebody on that that was a consistent voice, and I wanted to sort of you know um, have something to share with the Rocky Mountain Savages as well. And when we stepped away, we thought it made sense to kind of hand over the reins to, to Justin and Chris. And we did that. Um, and then there were some, one thing led to another. And, and uh, you know, from my outsider point of view, um, Smiling Jacks kind of faded again because there were some, some external influences um, that made it so it couldn't record regularly. And um, and I th- so I think I know why you guys formed the Savage Cast, but we'll let you guys talk about that later. Okay. Um, but anyway, so yeah, that's how we got Chris involved, and it was it was a pleasure to to sit down and and have that kind of monthly meeting. Yeah, I latched on kind of like a pit bull, and I just didn't tenaciously. Yeah, that's right. Right. Like with lockjaw. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and and you know honestly, the day I knew that Chris needed to be a permanent part was when we did that insane chase in the grocery store <laughs> with the uh, feminine products. I think yes, it was you versus you saw, Clyde, right? Uh, it was either Neil or Lee Langston. I think it was Neil Hyde because we almost had to make that an explicit episode. Because oh, yeah, yeah. Neil, Neil actually made me go back and edit it, so I was very hang- angry at him because... Uh, he yep. he he put in a little bit too much uh, blue humor. <laughs> yeah, all I nice. remember is using using Metamucil as a thrown weapon. <laughs> nice. Hey, drink plus D four, man. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. As all a right. cylinder, it's pretty balanced. So you know, it might seem kind of strange to, to some audience people that you know we have this sort of we're doing this hangout podcast with you know people who do a podcast, right? And and. Um, I want to kind of contextualize this because really what the SBN has always been about um, – well, one, I, I had created it years ago. It was really just an aggregated feed, and it was very heavily inspired by the RPG Bloggers Network, except the RPGBN was very much like – I mean it was dominated by like D20, Pathfinder, and stuff like that. And I wanted right. something that was like much more focused on Savage Worlds because at the time, there were only a few sources for that kind of content related to Savage Worlds. And at the same time, I know there were people on the forums that were like, hey, if you're writing a blog, post it here. Let's see if we can kind of get a community of bloggers and stuff. So I'm like, right. this is a no-brainer. We need to create something like this. And, then, and then, so I created something that I knew I wanted. And, uh, and over time, it, it's grown. I just kept adding more and more people. And it, this was not like, hey, you need to apply for membership and you need to follow these rules. It was like, you got a feed? Great. I'm pulling it in. I'm adding it to it. And by the way, you've been added. Um, and it's grown. And, and that's, that's extended to podcasts. And- that's how I learned about it. You just added me and shot, shot me an email saying, hey, by the way, you're on this now. You're on this thing, right. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, you're on it. And, uh, you know, and one of the things met. I yeah, – that's right. And, uh, you know, I made sure that I, I wasn't like posting full content because I didn't want – you know, I, I didn't want to take traffic. Away. I wanted to push people to those respective sites. Right. Um, so the reason why I wanted to have you guys on a Hangout on Air is because, I mean, there, we've had, it seems, in the past year – um, a significant amount of not a significant amount. We've had like three or four Savage Worlds podcasts that have cropped up uh, for two years now. The Savage Worlds GM Hangout on Air has been going pretty strong, a little more than two years now, I think. Um, so that's been going strong. That's weekly, every Wednesday, you know, barring some exceptions. Um, 
the uh, you know, I you know Ron and I started with SBN News and you know the Hangouts and uh, and of course Simply Savage as well. Um, we've had also the Wild Eye podcast that started I think in December, which is another you know Savage Worlds podcast, and of course Savage Cast, which is you guys and why you're on here and now. Um, so with that, let's talk about your podcast, Savage Cast. And let's let's get into the basics. Let's start from the beginning. Why did you create Savage Cast? I think we really wanted to use the word savage like nine times in a row, like the Savage Cast, brought think, to you by the Rocky Mountain Savages, talking about Savage Worlds hosted by Savage Mommy and Savage Bull. That was pretty much the reason we decided we had to do it. Because I, I remember that post where you counted how many times you guys mentioned Savage. <laughs> it was, I was impressed. I, I think you guys should hire the, the guy that does the voice for Bruce and Family Guy, though, because it would be really funny to hear it that way. This is the Savage cast from Savage World. <laughs> you know, it's, it's all about branding. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 no. Branding bulls is bad because you know what else they do to bulls when you brand them? Yeah, snip, snip. Do they give you? Do they give you wings? <laughs> <laughs> no, but they do deep fry them and serve them up to the uh, guests if they really want them. They, uh, in, in the Rocky Mountain area, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I, I, there's photos of me doing that. I'm off to share it with everybody now. Me, me, the branding. They, uh, so, I've been so, there and done that. So aside from mentioning the word savage as many times as you can, <laughs> what, were, what were some other reasons? So for, from, my, from my standpoint, Smiling Jacks was something that I loved doing. It wasn't for lack of effort on my part that, that it, things weren't working out. Um, you know, things happen. Life gets in the way, things like that. Um, and it just, it just wasn't happening. Um, just, just too many external things were happening, and I, again, like the pit bull, I was trying to hang on. I wanted to hang on to Smiling Jacks. I, I liked being part of that. I liked that identity, and it, it took Chris quite a while to kind of talk me off of that ledge and, and, and pull me back and say, hey, we can do our own thing. Mm-hmm. It's not the savage is, you know, it's not the smiling Jack's name that, that we, that we need to, to cling on to. We can go out there, we can start our own thing. Right. And kind of do it our way, do what we want. Not really. Uh, okay. This best way I can put it, not be beholden to anyone, but ourselves mm-hmm. and, right. you know, and, and just do it ourselves, get things out because my, my big thing is, is I expected that when we were doing this that it would be once a month, and that's what I kind of wanted Smiling Jacks to be. I I always would would say we need to put out an episode every single month, or people are just gonna they're gonna think we pod faded, they're gonna think we've gone away, and it just wasn't happening. And I couldn't I couldn't do anything to make it happen more than I, that I did. And so once Chris decided that, you know, okay, just, just let that go. Let's, let's spend some time. Let's talk. Let's do our own thing. Right. And, and it was a big conversation because Savage Mommy, I don't know if he still is, but was going to get a, a Happy Jacks tattoo. So, I mean, it's as far um, as literal branding goes. Happy Jacks or Smiley Jacks? Jacks. No, no, I was, yeah. I was actually going to get a Smiley Jack. 
And oh, I still wow. might. I still might at some point. You know. Yeah. I, why I, not? I, I've thought about it, but it's part of uh, history. Yeah. It is. So you know, and uh, I think we're what two months in, and we've already put out three episodes. Yeah, you've been averaging and, about two episodes a month now, right? Yeah, and we've got another yeah. one already in the can. We've got probably three or four more that we have planned out. Uh, you know, so good. This is something I love to do, and it's something that you know that I I am passionate about. I love it. I I like doing it. It's it's a lot of fun to me. It's a lot of work, but I love yeah. doing it. And so it was always, well, man, I don't want this to die because this is something I really enjoy doing. And I'm an unabashed fanboy of the system. Right. Right. And you know, and so I just I didn't want it. I didn't want it to die, but. I'm really happy with what Chris and I have going and couldn't be happier with, with Chris as, as a partner um, in this and, and in moving this forward because he's got such great ideas. Well, and the other thing too, I mean, beyond just the momentum from Smiling Jacks, which again, I mean, we owe, I owe I, that was the first podcast I was on. Um, and, you know, I, I think part of it was we didn't want, if we wanted to take the show in a different direction, we didn't want to, you know, besmirch people's idea of what Smiling Jacks was, you know, if that comes back in another form or whatever. Um, so, you know, if we were going we to play around with the recipe, um, it, it made sense to do our own and just, you know, call it what it was, you know, right. success or failure. And yeah, you, um, you start getting into the, uh, the philosophical of what is Smiling Jacks, so to speak. You yeah. Know, like, like what yes. defines it. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and that was something like, like, you know, even during when we were still actively producing with Justin, there were some ideas that we had that Justin just thought, you know, didn't really go along with the, the tone of uh, Smiling Jacks or that Smiling Jacks had covered already. And I figured, well, I wasn't here when you did it. I've got some opinions on it, so why not do it again? But uh, right. beyond, beyond that, beyond the momentum of Smiling Jacks, we, we have a really unique Savage Worlds community here. And I think um, we'd like to see other people do what we've done here. I mean, we run more Savage Worlds games here then they run at Gen Con. Um, I think we're the largest role-playing group in the Mountain West, if not one of the largest role-playing groups in the country. You know, GM cores plus players plus randoms who you know, come into our cons. Um, and we have a lot of Savage Worlds authors who live here. So, I mean, we're just kind of connected to these people in a way that we can be more casual. We can find ways of, of interviewing them and getting a hold of them. Um, so why not bring that to other people? Um, so yeah, I think that's why I think we should be doing stuff. We should be getting our name out there, um, not for our own benefit, but also just for the, the benefit of you know raising the, the the volume, the signal on Savage Worlds Cast, and then not being altruist. We're at a point now where we have so many players, so many GMs, so many games being run. If we want to do something newer and innovative, it almost requires reaching out to people like Shane and Clint and Jody, bringing them in, and having the podcast helps us have a reason where they'd want to come and you know that, that, that their time that they spend here isn't just entertaining you know the Rocky Mountain savages that you know their time here can be brought out to all the savages so I think it works both ways and, and we're kind of we're excited to see where that goes yeah that's I, I think that's um, that's a really good outlook on it because I think really what for me what what was a significant part of smiling Jack's burn grill in terms of its name and what it represented was I mean, aside from it being Ron and Veronica and I was big fans of the games, the thing. And, and of course, Sean Fannin as well. Um, but it was, it was the first and only dedicated Savage Worlds podcast. 
And so that role has been filled. It's been played. And now I think, yeah, I mean, obviously you guys have a podcast. We've got the wild die. We've got SBN. We've got Savage Rules GMs hanging on the air. There's room and there's, there's, there's space for so many different perspectives. We all love Savage Worlds for so many different reasons. And I think we all have something to say about it. Um, and I think that's great. Like you obviously have something, something you know, more that you wanted to talk about with Savage Worlds. And so continuing with through Savage Cast, I think that's fantastic. You know? Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, we've you know we've got some uh, we've got some pretty cool uh, I think some cool things coming up that we that we want to do in the future. Yeah, I love that panel you guys did by the way with the uh, with the Pinnacle crew. That was fantastic. That was fun. Yeah. And, and that, that panel wouldn't have come off the way it did if we hadn't been able to like sit around at the bar the night before and you know squeeze some information out of. Shane and Clint and Jody. That's the way to do it from what I hear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I mean, I think, I think we scoop the, the weird wars crusades. I mean, we might, might not see it for another decade, but you know, it's out there. Now we know about it. So I'm, I'm excited for that. And I think if, you know, leaking that might, might, you know, hurry that project along. That'd be pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I think that's been the nice thing is I think there was kind of a, you know, we'd already played games with each other at that point. Um, so it was, it was a friendlier, more open than a kind of, strictly interview kind of panel. And I, right. so I think it came off well for us, given that we don't know what the hell we're doing. So, <laughs> right. so Ron, you had a question? Uh, no, I'm good. Oh, oh, I thought you were about to say something. I'm sorry. Well, the, the main thing I was going to say is um, the, the concept of Sponge X Bar and Grill originally came from the Games of Thing. And uh, when we were going to Origins... Um, we were, we, we did these, uh, sort of state of the union, uh, round tables, the, the Savage round table. And we always got all the people at origins that were involved in Savage worlds and literally sat them around a table. I had two microphones and we passed the microphones around the room. And I said, how about we do something smaller scale like that? So what I loved about going to the Denver cons is exactly what they're doing what you guys are doing with the Savage Cast, which which is get all those folks around the table and go and and have a good time, talk about what you love. And uh, I just I just find that to be a really fascinating way to get people involved and it's not so interviewee. Yeah, and the I mean the the great thing about Smiling Jacks was you know, over the time, there were so many different people who kind of contributed to that. And part of our issues of going forward were like, listen, you know, do we own the rights to use the songs and the graphics? And I mean, there are so many people contributed to that. I think when we had the, you know, either we're not going to put out content or we go a different direction, it made sense to, you know, let's start from scratch. We'll you know, clean the slate. Um, sure. But there definitely was, I mean, by, by all means, a wonderful legacy with Smiling Jacks. It's kind of the reason we're here. Um, so, you know, thank you for that. I appreciate, you know, getting dragged in uh, to that. It's, it's been fun so far, you know, trying to figure stuff out. I'm the one learning the editing, and, uh, <laughs> you know, hopefully we'll get there. The, uh, we're, still, we're still figuring out sound issues, and we don't have all the equipment yet. But Yeah, the, uh, we're, yeah looking, to, looking to get our hands on some equipment so, so that uh, we can get the better sound quality and, and things like that. But, you know, that, that takes money and, money and time. 
Well, and money is another part of it too. I mean, the, the um, one of the issues we had before with Smelling Shacks was that the Rocky Mountain Savages officially have membership where we're collecting dues from members every year. You know, and our GMs are collecting money from the con. So we didn't feel right, you know, using Smiling Jacks as an advertising platform when so much of that content and intention existed before that, you know, that relationship. So you know, we don't feel bad about it in the Savage Cast. I mean, it's kind of, you know, it's built into the RMS from the beginning. So there's not, we're not hijacking the, the IP for, you know, we're not making a shit ton of money, but you know, we don't want to have anybody have hard feelings about, you know, hijacking their their baby, um, you know, so that's, that's another, another reason that, you know, going out, a, you know, a new podcast kind of made sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Awesome. For the record, I never shed a single tear. It's okay. <laughs> Which everybody knows the line. When I, when I left podcasting at the time, I, I shed a lot of tears during yes. the games of thing, and I have close friends that still make fun of me for it. But um, true story. When Ron, uh, when Ron heard the uh, the first episode of SBNDs, he sent me an IM like, "You need a host, a co-host." And I was like, "I don't know. I kind of like doing it on my own. It's you know quick." And, and I, I wasn't. Just, you know, I was not mic. suggesting myself, by the way. No, no, yeah, sure. And uh, and I said, "Wait a minute!" Like it was like a day later. I'm like, "By the way, were you asking because you wanted to be a co-host?" And he's like, "Kinda." <laughs> I was like. Yeah, yes, yes. Be be my co-host because I yeah, sound yeah. boring. Ron, Ron is as subtle as a brick through the window. Yeah, yeah. You know what you need? You need a co-host, sir. Quite honestly, I, I was like, I was actually worried after that first episode because I was like, this sounds kind of boring. I don't know if this is going to work. And, I, you know, maybe I do need a co-host. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. You know, so, well, it's uh, funny. It's funny that, that Ron mentioned before um, – I, my little superpower is I can't remember people's names for anything, but I love etymology. Um, so Ron, Ron's name actually is Norse for power, ruler, and advice. So it's almost like you have to be on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. I think it's hilarious that I've gone all these years without uh, – having a nickname like Savage Bull because you'd think you'd think that uh, I'd have a name like that. I, th- I think it's hilarious that there's all these people with like savage nicknames now. Because I'm, like, I'm a pushy bastard. Yeah. No, there's my nickname, Pushy Bastard. There you go. Well, and I gotta say that, that to be honest with you, I pretty much think that, that thanks to Veronica, you know, Savage Mommy was probably one of the first. Yep. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was that was definitely coined on uh, Smiling Jack's Barn Grill. Yes, and it was very we, nice. Uh, we we on it. I thought it was hilarious because because I saw how red Chris's face got at first, <laughs> and he had until the convention to just say, you know what, screw it, this is me now, and and he embraced it like a pro, <laughs> and still do to this day. Oh, totally, totally. We, we we had a lot of fun with it. We gave him an apron. We still got a little bit of red face, but oh, but, man. but uh, he did embrace <laughs> it. Yeah, well, I mean, the names are important. Like the um, you, you guys have named um, Richard Richard Woolcock as your like mascot, right? Yep. And, and I was thinking like wool and cocks are two things you might want to sell to get ahead financially, right? You know, like you know, gaming terms. The uh, well, Landauer, land and time are two things you'd want to buy to get ahead if you actually had money. The uh, blessing, um, blessings are things that should be given. Fox, no fox should be given. No fox were given. The uh, <laughs> zero fox see. given. Yeah, zero fox were given. 
The uh, Serrano is kind of upland folk, right? It means like people who dwell on mountains or in yeah. the hills. Highlanders the, uh, and yeah, and such. Yeah, right? yeah. Landowners are basically bog people. It means like river dwellers. So oh, that explains a lot. I was just going to say that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so so we 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 have we have a name nexus here. It's a, it's, a, it's right. an appropriate meeting of names. It's true. So you know, I, one I think. Thing, uh, oh, go ahead, Ron. One thing you didn't mention, Christian, when you were talking about the whole point of the Savage Bloggers Network is is the key word there to me is network. Yes. And this is a conversation you and I had kind of privately. We need to become more like a network. Right. And the way we do that is, hey, you've got a Savage Podcast? Let's get together and talk. You've got a Savage Kickstarter? Hey, come on on. Let's let's discuss this thing. And And that's the networking part. I mean, we were just on an episode of a non-Savage Worlds podcast as – essentially SMEs for Savage Worlds. That was a good and, episode, too. And for once, I didn't get any rules wrong, which was cool. <laughs> that's a plus. Yeah. 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 And that's something that, that, that Chris and I talked about, that, you know, we all, we're all a community, and so we need to embrace and, and, and mention each other's shows and, and talk about each other's shows and, and things like that and, 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 you know, not be okay, oh, my God, this is my show, so... You know, I, I'm not going to talk about these other shows because somebody might go listen to that show. Well, yeah, I want people to listen to those other right. shows, and then I want them to come back to Savage Cast because you know, Simply Savage mentioned our show, and people right. are, and and we may have those people who don't know we're out there, and they listen to Simply Savage, and they go, oh, there's this thing called Savage Cast. Let me go give it a try. Maybe right. I'll love it. Maybe I'll hate it. Yeah, and, and no. we're not this fighting for listeners. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the primary mission of the SBN was to bring focus to all the blogs and podcasts and whatever else is out there, publishers even that were like, you know, small publishers that were trying to get noticed. And that was my intent. I wanted to know about these things. And I, I, I just assumed rightly that other people did. So yep, most you know, definitely. I, was, I wouldn't be the SBN wouldn't be doing its job if, if we didn't talk about these things. So, um, so I, so I think you, you've, you've talked a lot about why you created um, Savage Cast. Um, I think in that you've also addressed why people should listen to it. I think it's you know quite simply because you guys have, have a lot to talk about with Savage Worlds. You have a lot of connections built in already through the conventions, through the, the, the publisher connections and such, which I think is fantastic. Um, everybody always wants more of that, right? And um, so I guess... Let's let's for people who haven't listened to the show yet. How would you describe the tone of the Savage Cast? Good cop, bad cop. Excellent. <laughs> so wait, so Chris is Chris Chris Fox is bad cop, right? Oh, no. <laughs> oh God, no. no. I'm about so, the least confrontational person out there. So I guess yeah. Tell me, tell me what, tell me about the the roles of good cop and bad cop, and and uh, and why you see it as such. I think good cop has to know the rules, and Fox is the consummate GM. Um, he doesn't really brag enough about this. He runs like three games every week or more. Uh, it's crazy uh, yeah, beyond like running the group. And uh, so I think he fits that good role of like, you know, he's an aspirational figure, and uh, and he's on the GM side. I'm kind of on the player side. Um, the unhinged. We all player. know the players are jerks. Yes, players right. are jerks. They're you know? dumb. And uh, yeah, so we go in and mix it up. So I, I think um, I'm, I'm not nearly as well read on the history of gaming and Savage Worlds. Um, so I don't think I'm also I'm not tied down by that. So I think I can say stupid, wild things and see what sticks. 
Um, so I, I think that's kind of the thing. Is we're, we're, there's two very different perspectives on the show. And like I said, I am a complete fanboy of the system. I don't think it's a perfect system in any way, shape, or form. I know it's got its its blemishes, yeah. but I love the system, and I I would hope that that's that's something that I bring to the show, and that if people are listening, that comes across, you know, when they're listening is is just how much, you know, I, I love the Savage Worlds game system. I think the core Savage Worlds community is what makes the system. I mean, it's obviously a good set of rules, but I think as a whole, the core Savage Worlds community and is is what makes me sticking around at least um, attractive. I mean, this is why I'm doing it. Yeah. Right. When I came, when I came from 3.5, um, this is before 4E came out and such. I remember I was stunned by how polite the forums were. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Wizards forums were like, I mean, it's like, it was like a cesspool. I'm going to be honest. You go to hell. You go to hell and you die. <laughs> You're doing it wrong. You're an idiot. I mean, but like, you know, here I was, a newbie. I came to the forums. I'm like, hey, I'm trying to do these things. And genuine, sincere help and advice and critiquing and, you know, you know pointing me to the right resources uh, it, it was fantastic. I mean, the only thing I think that was intimidating, quite honestly, was Clint in the form rules at the time. <laughs> but you know what? I was going to mention something about Clint. Clint never yelled at me once. No, he only I, did it over PM. When I, when, I first start, <laughs> when I first started out, and I must have asked questions about, well, how do I convert this? How do I convert right. this? Right. And oh. he would come back over and over, don't, don't convert. You're don't not convert. converting. You're trying to get the flavor that you want. Yeah. And it took a little bit of time for me to get that into my skull. And once I did, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, perfect I sense. Was, you know, it's funny because I was a member of the forums for a while before you came along, Chris. And when you joined and were, was asking that questions, I got a kick out of kind of watching your evolution with Savage Worlds um, with with the way your, your questions. But it was very clear where you were as far as understanding the system at all times. Because like in the beginning, you were. You were like, how do I make this exact rule happen over here in Savage Worlds? And eventually, you would be the guy piping in saying, hey, you don't want to have an exact rule. You want to... <laughs> right. Right, like, exactly. It was, it was really cool. Yeah, because when yeah. I first... Like I said, when I first started out, I was coming from 3.5, yep. and I had this, this game group, and my first few questions were, how do I convert their PCs to Savage Worlds. Mm -hmm. And the first thing was, you don't convert. You just go for what is their player do right now? What's that feeling? And it, it, it took a little bit of time yep. for that to happen, but it just slowly started happening, you know, where, you know, I'm to this point now, it's just like, you know, it's it's fast and easy to, to set stuff up and and get that flavor that I'm looking for. Yeah. Well, there are a lot of folks that put out a lot of fan content for Savage Worlds that are still struggling with that, right? Um, and and you caught on to it pretty quickly, I think, in comparison. Um, and I think, however you want to do it, if it makes you happy, go for it. You can convert to sure. your eyes pop exactly. No one's going to take your core rulebook away. Yeah. Nope. We're, we are not the community that's going to tell you you're having fun wrong. <laughs> 
Right. <laughs> right. We'll we'll give options. We'll give we'll yep. we'll, we'll we'll let you know what what we think. But yeah, I really don't think that that anybody's gonna just say no. no. You're, you're dumb. You're doing it wrong. I, no, I found that the see. community's interest was really about trying to make your life easy when playing <laughs> Savage Worlds. It really was. It was just like you yeah. know, look, don't you're 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 working way too hard at this. Just simplify, you know, and and uh, and and that's that's what made me appreciate what they were contributing to any, any questions I had at least. So, yeah. So real quick, I've I've um, never joined the forum and I don't think I ever will. Dude, you need to, I mean, well, I don't know. It's kind of, I don't play nice on forum. I'm kind of the, like the wall of text guy who will get into a debate over something and like not put the bone down. And so, yeah, yeah, that's, 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 that's Chris. Right. Oh, I know. Uh, Hence the bull. We're, we're <laughs> right on Facebook, and he he says these not he says these really non controversial controversial things on Facebook all the time. So so, so like, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll Superman that. sucks. Go <laughs> go. I put in I put in my press application for Gen Con. <laughs> I, I I have gotten a press badge the last three years through Smile and Jacks. I put all my stuff for Savage Cast, the new show. They denied me. They said basically that we weren't going to provide them any value as as, as a Savage Worlds podcast. I did oh, not man. sleep. I did not sleep that night because I was trying to formulate in my brain what what am I going to write to them tomorrow Dude. to try to change my because I'm non confrontational. So I wrote her back and said, "Okay, fine. I don't get a press badge. Maybe I'll try next year." I wake up the next morning. Get an email from Chris. He has sent the person in charge of press at Gen Con a wall of text. I now have a Gen Con press badge. There you go. And if it wasn't for Chris, mess with I, the bull, you not, get the I horns. Not yeah. That's it Pretty right much. There. Yeah, and, and there been there's been there's been some need for that. I mean, the one thing that you got to realize with setting up a huge community is you will come across certain people who are. And it just hasn't actually been in the Savage Worlds community, thank God. Um, but in the convention community, they're kind of entrenched in the way things have been. And if you try to innovate, they'll shut you down. Um, you know, th- th- there's kind of petty conflicts. And sometimes you just have to push through that stuff. And so we, we had some con drama. And, uh, you know, I went out there like a little, you know, Teutonic Knight and, you know, bashed some shields and swung some swords to make sure that, you know, our interests were protected. And, oh, and we God, won, thank God. God. You know, it, it's, it's bizarre where some of this stuff comes from. But at the end of the day, I mean, we still have – the Genghis Khan and, and Tacticon were at risk of disappearing. And, I mean, it was really that close. Wow. And, you know, so it's one of those things where I saw the pile on on the Internet, and it's just like, you know, Chris and I were both very concerned when the stuff first happened. We were both at, at both meetings that were like, oh, my God, there's stuff going down. We're, we should be really concerned about this. And then it kind of, as we got more information, stuff trickled out, and we're like, listen, we need to do all of the above strategy. And, and there were certain people who just tried to tear some stuff down, whether it was for petty reasons or to take stuff over. And, you know, I, I, I was kind of like the only guy who went out there and said, listen, this is not the way that we should be doing stuff. If you're going to make those claims, give some proof. And luckily we saved the cons in doing nice. so. And yeah, I'm sure you, you, know, you lose some friends along the way, but again... Whatever you got, got to break some eggs and make a cake. So I, rather, so I like cake. You can see I like cake. So sorry, <laughs> gotta go. 
<laughs> I'm not uh, into fatty foods myself. I uh, no I'm more into <laughs> so, so so along those lines regarding uh, conventions and stuff. We we do have some questions and, and uh, comments by the way in the in the Q and A app, and um, and some of them are, are sort of appropriate to things that we've talked about specifically. Um, we've got one uh, from Eric Lamoureux. So when are Chris and Christopher? Taking over Steve and Mike for the new Explorer Society. You know, private jet, five-star hotels, hordes of fans welcoming you, fame, etc. I've talked about that. I've talked about that with Chris. Chris, uh, I'm I'm very serious about it. Um, I've talked to Chris about seeing kind of where we stand. What could we possibly do to talk to Shane and, you know, take that over and, you know, under, if it's for a while under the banner of RMS. Um, we haven't gotten down to any really serious talks about it yet, but uh, I have seriously talked with Chris about it and mentioned that I really think we need to talk to Shane. Um, oh, I've talked to Shane. The, uh, <laughs> one of the issues that, 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 you know, I was talking with Shane about it, and um, we, we love Steve and Mike, and Steve has been super supportive of all of our conventions. He's the guy yep. who really handles. I mean, the pinnacle, there's a, a guy doing a – middle school and high school convention here in Culver Springs. And I think uh, Steve and, and obviously Rudy Pinnacle, um, something like $1,200 worth of gift certificates so that every kid who is at that convention will go home with either a gift certificate or the Savage Worlds book, um, which is just awesome. I mean, they are lovely people. Uh, the thing I talked with Shane about, and, and the reason why I think this is still on the burner is kind of on what Gen Con has become, and is Gen Con getting played out? Is it is Gen Con too big? Um, is this Savage Worlds going to get a return on on that kind of investment um, at Gen Con or other cons? And so I, I think that's kind of up in the air still. So I, I don't think whether it's a yes or a no. But I, I you know, for instance, I, the, talking with Clinton Jody, and I love Jody. She's my new gamer crush. Um, I played in a Neil Hyde game with her at, at Genghis Con, and she's just she's an awesome so player. So fun. Yeah. And um, the uh, yeah, I wouldn't expect it. And she was just like the best player at the table. And um, you, you think she'd be neat? And like, no, we were five minutes into the game, and she was doing uh, snow angels in Tyrannosaurus Rex poop. Uh, it was just it was fantastic. Um, but talking with them, like they couldn't get a booth for their Carolina game tables at Gen Con. And so you know, if you're looking for, you have a product to sell, and you want to get a space and and Gen Con's kind of telling you, yeah, not 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 this year, not next year. Who are you again? Um, you know that that's kind of the impediment between taking this on the road currently. Yeah. But um, yeah. besides that, we we might be branching out, taking some more savages to things like Chupacabra Con or the Texas Cons. So you might get to see more or of us. RinCon. I'm just Rincon, throwing it out yeah, there. Yeah. As the director of role playing games at RinCon, you should probably talk to that guy. Oh wait, that's me. <laughs> Ron and his subtlety. Again. Savage Worlds needs the same kind of love down here that it needed in Denver a few years ago, Chris, and that's why nice. I brought that up. We, we should yeah, talk and, offline about that. And, okay. and we might we might be doing that through the current convention management who's up here in Denver. I mean, they've been so amazingly supportive for us. Um, I'm the RPG coordinator for Tacticon, and uh, so that might be a thing that the Genghis and Tacticon people management might be interested in doing in bringing bringing Genghis and Tacticon representation, which would be Savage Worlds, because we're in good with them, to Rincon and Chupacabra Con and some Texas Cons, um, or Nebraska or Wyoming or something like that. I mean, that just might right. be something that it'd be worth renting a van and driving five or six GMs out. And, you know, with four or five GMs, you could put on a 30-40 game 
convention that out of nowhere. So that that's on the burner, uh, Eric. So thanks for asking that. Yeah, great question, Eric. Awesome. So uh, so speaking of of Eric, actually, Gary McCollum <laughs> had posed posted a question. When are you going to have Eric Lamoureux on your show to talk about his epic snap sites and adventures? They're probably That's, sitting together. They probably are. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I think that goes for um, probably either of our shows. Uh, uh, forget both, about it. Right? And Right? Yeah. Forget about it. Forget uh, about it. Are we going to call Dibs? Anybody calling Dibs? <laughs> we, we'd love to have him on. Uh, we actually, yeah, that's, that's one of the things that, that we are doing for Savage Cast is we're having a setting slash world builders um, portion of the show where we want people to come on and tell us, you know, how did you come up with your setting for Savage Worlds? Why, you know, we have a, a, whole, a whole list of questions that we want to ask people who are out there who are making content for Savage Worlds. So, awesome. you know, uh, uproar at savagecast.com. Email us go. and we'll talk about it. There you go. Bam. Yeah, I, I think we might have something slotted for our Hangout in Air for April. Um, but, we're, yeah, we, so we're, if we don't, We'll definitely see about getting Eric in for that. Uh, and if not, then I don't know, we'll figure something out. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks, Gary. And um, Gary also uh, stated earlier when we we're talking about Savage Worlds podcast, there isn't enough Savage Worlds podcast out right now, IMO. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. I think we have four. That's it. I mean, yep. and, and how many uh, you know D and D podcasts are there out there? Oh, Come yeah, on, people, yeah. step up! Let's get some um, podcasts going. Find better games too, people. Come on! <laughs> right? Uh oh, play more! Ooh. Play more! Ooh. Here goes Chris. Awesome. Stop yeah, you can take more. your Thacko, and I'll tell you where to put your Thacko, buddy. <laughs> Thacko's awesome. No, it's not. I'll shut up. Nice. Yeah, awesome. I had to have a spreadsheet to figure out Thacko when I first started role-playing. Well, and that's kind Gosh. of why I love Savage Worlds, is you don't have to know jack about the system, and you can sit at a Savage Worlds table, and you can be a contributing member to that game on your first time, have fun, bennies and dice rolls, take three minutes to explain at most, um, whereas I, mean, I played AD&D for years, and I still don't think I understand how that stupid system works, and you know, or why wizards can't wear armor. So, well, let I, me tell let me let me tell you. Saturday night, this past Saturday, uh, I'm I play with a gaming group that I I've been part of for 25 years, and we're bouncing a lot between games. And one of the guys wanted to run Shadowrun 5th edition. We created characters Saturday night and tried a small little combat. It just reinforced my love of Savage Worlds because I don't have a damn clue what's going on in, in that game. Nice. My character creation, <laughs> character creation, well, I, I, I'm looking at my character. I don't know what's going on. Hopefully the guy running the game will be, when he's there next week, he's going to just get bombarded with questions. So I just, I mean... Uh, it just again showed me why why I play the game I play. Right. Yeah, it's easy Not to find, that find those reasons. Shadowrun Fifth Edition may be fine for other people, and I may end up liking it once I get into it. But it's very fiddly, and I'm reading this example of of, of shooting someone, and there must be fifteen environmental things you have to figure out before you can even roll a die. I ran the quick start for um, for that game, and this is not to slam the game. It's just to tell a funny story. 
Um, but there were so many issues with the quick start that my players called it the quick stop. <laughs> and we did not make it through a full session. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'll nice. be interesting to see what what happens with it. It's a great but, you, know, it's a, you know, it's a great game and I'll say that Shadowrun is like one of the one of the greatest all-time role-playing settings in existence. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it but it needs to it needs to come to Savage Worlds. Just saying. yeah, and I'm just you know, and I'm more than willing to try and play different games. You know, I I'm not a snob and will only play Savage Worlds. I you know I play Five E. I play lots of different games, but you know if I have my choice, it's what I'm going to run and it's what I'm going to play. I've got nice. four go-to games. I just don't talk about three of them on on my Savage Worlds shows. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Too funny. All right, so we are getting close to the end of the hour, um, and we do have a few more questions for you guys, if you don't mind. Sure. Where would you like to see your podcast going in the future? Bigger and better. I want to be able to, uh, like Chris said, I would love to be able to start RMS similar organizations in other parts of the country. Um, I know that Ronnie uh, Walton down in Texas uh, talked with me uh, when he was getting ready to start the Lone Star Savages. He and I had a nice conversation uh, about how I started Rocky Mountain Savages and those types of things. So I'd love to see more groups like ours out there. And, And Chris and I and the podcast can be a way to get that information out to folks. Um, so, you know, I think that's really important um, that that happens. Um, what, what do you think, Chris? Uh, I'd like to see us cover some issues that haven't been covered by other outlets, other podcasts, um, and, again, boosting the signal on some issues that have. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with not being original and kind of retreading some ground when it's important. I mean, any, anything that's really important is worth saying again. Um, so I, I think it's pretty clear that you could talk about wounds and uh, and shaking. I was yeah. going to say shaking. Uh, that's a never-ending topic right there. I, I don't get why everyone's up in arms about shaking. It's a one-round. I don't either. It, it that's a whole show. Shaking and whatever. The um, I, I, before <laughs> dead we were, horse is what it is. Yeah. Before we decided to do um, Savage Cast, while we were kind of kicking the idea around. Um, I don't know whether I'll launch this or we'll launch this as a separate podcast, but I had an idea for the great game debate. And um, it kind of in like the current culture war, there's a lot of um, culture war mixing with gaming going on now, whether it's Gamergate or third wave feminism or women in gaming or men in gaming or, or you know gender panels and that kind of stuff. I think it might be interesting instead of having most of those outlets are very one side. Um, doing an actual debate and uh, debate format where you kind of like bring in the high school debate team kind of stuff where each side gets so many minutes you kind of go back and forth and it's a little more formal. Uh, I think that'd be a fun a fun thing to do whether we started on Savage Savage Cast and, and do debates about Savage Worlds um, and then you know we'd launch that into a, another kind of show. Um, but that, that's something that'd be kind of interesting. Is, is I like confrontation. I think I think you can hash stuff out and still be friends. Um, <laughs> Fox doesn't like confrontation as much, but um, no, not really. Yeah, you know, I, I think it'd be fun to have a confrontational show where instead of it's just one directional opinion, you you get two people who have very different issues, very different takes on an issue, and you know, let have it out and see what happens. So, hey, we have another uh, question I want to field here. Do any of you run your games online? If so, which platform? I for a little while I was using Roll Twenty, 
Um, I haven't for a long time. All of my games are in person. Uh, my very first Roll20 game uh, was a bit of a uh, fiasco, I guess I would say. I, I called somebody out, and I was I was thought I was whispering just to one person, and I called this guy an asshole to everybody who was in Roll20. Oh, and, so uh, nice. So that was my first experience with Roll20 is calling some some dude an asshole because he was being an asshole. <laughs> wow. My, uh, you Mr. know, my first... Uh, well done. <laughs> my first uh, Savage Worlds game was... Uh, it was actually Keith Avey, if you know him in the community. Uh, he's um, He was the one who got me into Savage Worlds via... Not, or into it meaning the first game I ever played um, via Map Tool. And he had this crazy toolkit. I was actually helping with him for a little bit. This crazy toolkit, the uh, framework, I guess, for Map Tool, um, for for sort of automating a lot of the roles and stuff in in, in that app. And uh, Map Tool was cool. There was a lot of cool things you can do in it, but it was I felt it was a little bit cumbersome. Not the best UX uh, from an app perspective. But. I I became an old man sometime recently. I'm not sure what happened, but yeah, I cannot, yeah I can't grok these freaking online tools. Like I'll have people showing me what's going on and I won't understand it. And I used to be a tech guy. No, so they're, they're just not obvious. It's it's not an obvious there's there's no analog that you can grab onto. Really so I run games in Hangouts, but I'm like okay, well, what'd you just roll? roll? Okay. Roll the dime yeah. over here. <laughs> right. Exactly. I'm drawing cards the... and telling you what you got, you know. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. So there you go, Gary. Now you know. Thank you for that question. <laughs> the more you know. The more That's right. You know. So, God, that started on uh, Gaming and BS the other night. Anyway, um, <laughs> so so we obviously know that uh, you know where you want to go, but what do you have in store very soon? One of the coolest uh, things. Episode. Oh yeah, talk about next episode, then I'll talk. I'll talk about the other thing. Go ahead. Okay, cool. So uh, next episode, we're going to have our full interview with Sean Patrick Fannin on Savage Rifts. Um, that'll be out. And um, then the next couple of shows will be uh, what makes Savage Worlds fast, furious, and fun. We're kind of going to break that down. Um, we'll bring you some um, plot ideas ripped from the headlines. Uh, we'll give you some world-building interviews. Um, both Chris and I are designing um, our own settings uh, to get published, so we'll bring you some designer diary kind of stuff. Um, how to come to Savage Worlds. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I say the one I'm most excited about, and this this was another one of Chris's ideas was was doing the instructional real play from start to finish on both sides of the table, creating creating characters. How do you create a character in Savage Worlds? And just just doing kind of an instructional. This is how Savage Worlds works from both sides of the table. I'm really excited about doing that one. I think that's going to be pretty damn cool. Yeah, and I, I think Savage Worlds is simple enough where I think in perhaps two hours we should be able to walk people through creating characters, the GM creating an adventure, and playing out um, at least one full combat um, on the show. I, mean, I think it's that simple. We can, we can literally just break it down to making the characters, making the adventure, and running through it. And so people can actually see, you know, if, if you've got a friend who's like, I don't know play Savage Worlds, here's a podcast episode you can listen to. It explains everything as if you're a noob to Savage Worlds. So. Nice. So I have a couple of uh, points on, on some of those. One, I'm just going to warn you now, if you're going to have Sean Patrick Fannin talking about riffs, it's going to be really hard getting him to say anything at all. 
because the guy <laughs> just does not like to talk, and I'm being extremely facetious about it. No, that. not at all. Yeah. Not um, at all. No, he'll, he'll fill up your sh- – you'll have an easy hour. He's yeah, really quiet. He'll just do all the work for you. So. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, we actually that, – that interview is actually in the can. Yeah. Uh, oh, there so you it's, go. It, yeah, so it's ready, it's ready to go. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a pretty good interview. Nice. I like the idea of the World Builder interviews concept, by the way. Um, I think that will be really cool. Um, and, and you mentioned, I think, on – was it on the GM Hangout, uh, Chris, about um, working with um, – Fabled environments and possibly publishing through them or something to that effect. Uh, yes, yes, we yeah. are uh, not not can't say a whole lot about it, but uh, I can fine. say that yes, we are getting published. Uh, it is happening. It we have a setting and an adventure coming out and that will be published. Where don't really have an idea of when yet. It, we're in just the preliminary phases. Of Dude, take take the pinnacle stance. Setting. No no dates. Right. right? Well, no the funny dates. thing is is we. We, you know, we talked to them about publishing the adventure, and basically, Charles said that you know this adventure's got so much to it and so much meat that you have a setting within this adventure. So what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to also write a setting. Nice. And so we were, you know, okay, sure, <laughs> we'll try writing a setting. I've never done that before, but what the heck? Let's give it a shot. So yeah, so setting and uh, and, and at least one adventure, and we'll go from there and and talk about getting. Uh, you know, we might kickstart it. There's all, all kinds of options that we have out there, but it's it's really really exciting. I'm very very, cool. very excited about very it. Very cool. Well, nice. you guys are gonna want to listen to our uh, next Simply Savage episode then. I'm going to go ahead and plug Simply Savage, Christian. I know we didn't discuss this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, no, that's fine. And uh, <laughs> and uh, we are going to be having um, Matthew Cutter and Clint Black on our next episode of Simply Savage. And we are going to over plot point campaigns, how they oh, work, nice. how to write them. Mm-hmm. Um, we were excited when we saw that Matt put out that basically that outline for how to write a plot point campaign. And... Um, so definitely want to listen to that one, guys. Yes. Yeah, it was coincidence. Because, uh, you better Ron not I be been... this far into Savage Worlds and not have a plot point campaign. I'm That's, just saying. Yeah. No, Ron and I were talking about um, covering that because it's, it's like my white whale, so to speak. And, uh, and I'm like, I, I want somebody to talk about this in depth because whatever Pinnacle has right now isn't enough. And then all of a sudden, bam, Pinnacle puts out that article. And I'm like... Out of nowhere, too. It was like... Yeah. I was like, okay, either, either I must have mentioned something and they heard it or it's just completely serendipitous. But, okay, we're doing this. We're going to have it's this. It's serrano-dipitous. Serrano-dipitous. I like it. Oh, my hey. God. I like it. Awesome. So, wow. uh, so we, are, we are over time. And we do have one more question, uh, and this one this one's pretty important, I think. This is from Gary McCallum, and Gary would like to know who is Mister January, Mister March, Mister August, and Mister October. <laughs> so, if you don't know what this is referring to, Chris Chris Landauer had posted this on the on the Savage Worlds community, saying, uh, "Oh, go ahead, you you give the the spiel, I guess." Oh, oh yes, the uh, well, we are the the men of Savage Worlds on the Men of Savage Worlds calendar. Calendar, the pin, the pinups. Uh, <laughs> oh, good lord! Yeah. So well, what do I, I have to be to not see that calendar? Right. I guess I, I guess I could be Mister March. <laughs> I love all things, all things Irish, all things Celtic. I'll take uh, October. I like October. It's yeah. one of my favorite months. Yeah, I'm actually the. I, I the, want to uh, be October because then I can wear layers. Oh, see, I like so layers. I, I, all right, I'll go August. I guess I'll, I'll, I'll be January, but the only problem with January is I don't want to get harpooned during my photo shoot on the beach 
So he's going to make sure that there's no one out there. It's uh, it's January, man. That's like midwinter. You're not you're not going to be on yeah, the beach. You you're going to be like I, you're going to be like I, a I snow bunny. We all, I said we were all on the beach, so oh yeah, uh, yeah. The, the, the pasty oh, white. You know, good to see it. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck. I want to be Mr. May. <laughs> I know that breaks the rules, but I want to be Mr. May because my birthday's in May. That's cheesy. Whatever, dude. Ron. <laughs> Face cool. is cheesy. Well, I think we answered the question. So, I like uh, so I'll take either August or October, <laughs> and then Ron can have whichever of those two that that he uh, he wants. You like October? <laughs> you can take October. I'll take August. Who is the centerfold? Oh God, not me! Not me! Not me! Uh, if it's not one it. of those double-fold four-page things, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> It's going to need to fold out and then over, but I'm in. Yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get Annie Leibovitz to come get the sky crane to get the, the camera in position. And... Right, man. Nice. I, I'm, into, I'm into radio control stuff, so I can have one of my buddies that uses uh, uses uh, quadcopters with the uh, the cameras just make sure they get an aerial photo. There you go. Just kind of fly <laughs> up above. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> so I want to close out one with one just geeky, you know, sort of Savage Worlds love question. What's your favorite mechanic? What's the what's the Benny's. one thing about Benny's? And I won't say the same as Chris. Uh, I, I love Benny's, but you know the one thing I really love is I actually love the initiative mechanic. I love the playing cards. I love that you can theme your game with playing cards. I know you guys talked about that. I do that. I theme my games. So you know, I ran a, a, a Kiss game and uh, bought Kiss playing cards and guitar picks it's for my, my Benny's. It's all about yep. the toys, yeah. What's yours, Christian? The the one that that made me fall in love with Savage Worlds was was Benny's, and it was again coming from three point five playing Eberron, where action points felt weak. And when I saw Benny's and how they worked, I'm like, that's what action points should have been. And, and, and Benny's in a system that still has crunch. It's not just like those open ended. We all sit around the table and kumbaya fate kind of things. No, where... there's a direct mechanical yeah. application. You know, yeah. yeah. So that's, it's Benny's for me. It's it's that it makes the the heroes become big damn heroes. So yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Extras and allies for me. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Um, yep. Extras because you can have huge freaking combats and still get them done in a reasonable time, and allies because since I was GM, I don't have to bother <laughs> right. with uh, you, you, tracking it. You gotta love up, down, off the table. Yeah. Yep. yep. Gotta love an allies, baby. So here, here's a couple from the from the chat real quick, or from the Q&A that people have chimed in with, and I think these are worth mentioning. Uh, exploding dice. Oh, yeah. Um, the ability to play, to play the character that you want to, the way you want to, without being forced into a specific class roles. Yep. Yes. Agreed. It's a uh, that's uh, uh, Gary McCollum and Perry Chalmers, respectively. Yes. And then the funny thing about exploding dice is Shane does not like that term. Like we use exploding almost. A- it's acing, and I, I I was like acing what is it? My players is not even in the book. I have three of my players in my in my group. Some of which I'll have like two at, uh, at any time, and they constantly whenever they roll whenever they ace they go explosion. I'm like it's ace. <laughs> like I get I don't know why I get upset about it. I'm like it's ace. Stop saying. Yeah. Oh no! See here the, the Rocky Mountain Savages. Our motto is oxygen deprivation and dice that explode. So there you go. 
we're exploding in this part of the country. So just, you know, the whole nice. pasta soda debate, I'll bet you if you mapped out Savage Dumb, there'd be the exploding corridor, the acing corridor, the, you know. Nice. All right. Well, we are well over, I think, by uh, about 11 minutes or so. So uh, thank you guys again so much for joining us for this uh, this Hangout on Air. It's been a lot of fun. Well, and, thanks for uh, having us. Yeah, absolutely. You guys are doing a great show. I love the show. I listen to every episode. So uh, keep up the good work. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what you guys do, especially if you're going to do some Explorer Society work. Uh, that'll, be, that'll be really cool. So, yeah, hail uh, so Savages. Pay, yeah, hail Savages. So, uh, oh, hail. All hail. By the way, that scares the crap out of me every time you guys put that in. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, okay, all hell, right. Yeah, that's a thing. See, okay. wake everybody up. Right, yeah, exactly. Not, not going to fall asleep during our show. <laughs> so uh, for those of you that are watching, thank you again for watching and listening. And uh, be sure to check out our website at www.savagebloggers.net. We've got links to the aggregated SBN RSS feed. We've got links to podcast subscription links. Um, and, of course, you know, you'll find – you know, podcast episodes where we've talked about Savage Cast as well. Their website is www.savagecast.com. Be sure you check it out. Subscribe to their show. It's a great show. Uh, and um, yeah, whatever you do until next time, keep it fast, furious, and fun. Thank you guys so much Thank for joining you. us. Thanks again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a blast. Thanks, guys. That was awesome. good to see you. Likewise. Likewise. <laughs>